0: College is brought to you in part by Osiris Media. If you love live music, if you love music in general, and I know you do because you're listening to this right here, head on over to OsirisPod.com and find all the great shows up there uh, like Freak Flag Flying with David Crosby, uh, Dead to Me, uh, our sister podcast hosted by Casey Ray, Broke Down Pod hosted by our friend Jonathan Hart find all that and more at OsirisPod.com who are partnered with Jambase to bring you not just podcasts and videos but live events as well. Osiris Media killing it on the regular. Now let's get on with the show.
1: Okay.
2: It happens here. And it finishes here. Two men enter. One man.
0: Nearly a two-word review just said, shit sandwich. I will roll the record after
1: that. That right there is a, a lot of
0: Welcome back, fellow music Club, but You are now tuning in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Discologist. I'm your host Kevin, I'm coming to you live-ish from a tiny shack just outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We are so happy to have you here today. Got a great little show. Uh, got a great little show about jazz. We seem to be doing that a lot this year. Joining me now once again, Mr. West Kobe How you doing, brother? Great, we, sir. Yo. We are. Uh, we so often find ourselves talking about albums like this this year, and I don't know if it's a function of the timeline or if it's just simply uh, no, you know what, that's it. It's the <laughs> we, we, we are drawn to this type of stuff right now, and also yeah. we're drawn to the international anthem label mm-hmm. out of Chicago. They are at the forefront of modern jazz. Alabaster Deplume is also at the forefront of modern jazz. This is a cat. He's uh, from Manchester tenor saxophone uh, player, amongst other things. Uh, I would say more a uh, just a high-energy being, which we're going to get into a little bit of. But uh, this is a guy, he's, he's been influenced by all kinds of different musics, uh, specifically that he put out an album in 2015 called Peach, uh, that dealt in like Ethiopian, 70s Ethiopian music. And what his whole deal is, is this idea that we are all in this together. And that how music is made, how it is received, all of that is dependent upon the ingredients, the people that you uh, put into it. There's this quote uh, from him about this. It says, whatever way you're going to make things is an interesting way, I reckon. What I personally find interesting about making things is what happens when you approach it with courage, obstinance, and a really big love of people. He says, I rely on an exaggerated use of personal inclusion for both material and presentation. I constantly remind myself how I love people and that the sounds by themselves wouldn't do much for anything. That's a sentiment that we've talked about. <laughs> uh, and, and that's that's super powerful. And and on this album, uh, to Cy Lee, Instrumentals Volume 1, uh, that is delivered in spades. This is a project that he did. He was working at a... Um, Basically a uh, home for uh, people with disabilities. uh, It's a charity. And what he would do is go and and get these people to socialize and get them to create tunes. And he's been doing this for a while. So this is actually pulled from a bunch of his albums. There's like Peach in 2015, uh, The Corn of the Spirit uh, in 2018. Uh, and a couple other ones and and he is he has done this a lot with the help of people like Sarthi Korwar uh people I think Shabaka is up in here somewhere uh yeah. Danalog Danalog yeah. from there yeah he was um,
2: touring um he kind of I think like hit into the public eye a little bit touring with um the comedy is coming um who you know frequent listeners may be aware that I am a fan of that Kevin is a fan of you can hear our episodes about them but um but yeah, Danalog makes an appearance on this, and actually, I just did today as a side note to completely interrupt you for a moment. Um, I just, or I guess maybe it was yesterday, but um, Soccer '96, which is the duo of Danalog and uh, Betamax, the drummer from um, The Common is coming. I've just announced the new EP, and Alabaster's going to be performing on that, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's part of the uh, the new the new breed that's coming forward, and he
0: is made um, in this album. I think uh, we keep talking about these joyous records and we keep talking about how uh this is this moves the spirit this is another high point man <laughs> this yeah. is this is another high point this is uh it crosses the line back and forth between uh, almost pop jazz at times. it references a lot of and a lot of like American influences, I think too mm-hmm. uh, in that pop jazz stuff. but uh it goes back and forth between that to like really far out uh, experimental jazz, almost just like noise and vibration, uh the equivalent of drone um, and uh, it was done all with the intention of bringing people together i wanna I wanna play a little track right now for you that uh, highlights the the more traditional side of this stuff and uh, oddly when I heard this the first time and maybe this is the point maybe this is intentional uh, the first thing I thought about is like sounds like it be should be the uh, soundtrack to an outtake from The shiny. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: and it's fantastic, this is a little bit of whiskey story time uh, from Alabaster to Plume So that's from originally from Peach. uh, That is, for me, one of the highlights on here and shows how he can plug pretty easily into the idea of what we consider classical jazz. And that that came from the the album Peach is actually the there are these events that they have where people uh, get together and, and they make this huge dinner. And they will then play in the round. A lot of the shows are done this way, that in the round to include people. And they'll essentially like ask people what they want. And some people will be like, "I need it more hungover. I need it to sound more like this or more." And this was just one of them that came thick out. Air, and, thick air, man. Thick hair. Yeah, thick hair. <laughs> and it's and it's gorgeous. And it and it it makes you. Uh, it makes me at least feel a little disengaged from a time. Uh, that we're in right now, in a way that I, I very much need, and I think uh, I think that is honestly the power of this album as a whole. It just uh, it enables you to just go off into the
2: space that the plume has created. You know, there's so many. This album is interesting on so many different levels, and one of them is you know, mentioned earlier the like you know the American influences on this UK musician. Um, and one of the things that is really interesting is a lot of the melodies on this album sound like something that you've heard a thousand times, you know, whether it's classic American songbook, or if you're just talking, I mean, and, and I know a lot of them are based on British folk melodies and things like that. Um, and so I think that part of what is so soothing and comforting about this album is that there's just something familiar about those melodies. Um, when I listened to this album for the first time, I felt like I had heard it before. I felt like he was like, you know, reworking old tracks. You know, there's a lot of artists who are working, doing really cool stuff, taking old recordings, you know, old 45s or 78s or things like that, and kind of, you know, altering them in these different ways. And I honestly thought that that was a lot of what was going on here because it's got this feel to a lot of it that sound like kind of, you know, big band jazz or like Dixieland or, you know, as I said, great American songbook, just like there's something classic about them, which gives it this timeless sense. Um, And yeah, I think that's why it is connecting with both of us right now. I think it's why it's going to connect with a lot of people. Um, His live show, from what I understand, is really spectacular. You know, as you're mentioning kind of audience participation and things like that, that's something he goes really heavy on. Um, I've listened to a little bit of his recorded stuff beforehand, um, his stuff that is more um, vocal and word-centered, and uh, didn't connect with it on the way that I did this one. So, you know, I'm curious to go back and spend some more time with those. but, um, But yeah, there is just like that feeling of connectedness and of bringing people together and of, um, you know, love and support that I think we all really need right now.
0: Yeah. And, and he's, and what you're hearing, I think the familiarity is part of that. You know, he's pulling from stuff. There's one of the peach events was done. It was just, he picked a uh, Indian Raga, uh, and, and just had people who on that who did not play that type of music, um, with the point intentionally putting people in, in uncomfortable spaces. And, and those songs pop up all over this album, uh, and, and, uh, really encapsulate his career to this point, I think, and and but by doing that, it is about like taking something that you may have overlooked. You know, if you're uh, if if that's embedded in your culture, that type of music, then then you just don't even think about it. But taking something you've overlooked and just doing it in just so much of a different way, just barely different, that all of a sudden you you. Take notice again, but also you start to realize the importance of it, why those things exist, why music, uh, you know, we uh, identify with music. And, and so, you know, as you go back through, like, older civilizations, it's obviously going to be, like, older music. Now I'd say it's, it's you know, like, indie music, how, how kids result of that. But, but it, it definitely, like, he uses it as a tool, again, to just bring people together
2: and that connectedness i mean part of it is that that deal of like bringing in you know audience participation to a part but even within the musicians that he's playing with um you know one of the things i know he does that's super interesting is try to bring people together who have different skill levels on their instrument um and that's a super cool thing you know because on obviously like you get a band together you hear this all the time you know you get a band together and um you know somebody can't click because they're just not quite good enough on their instrument to like hang with the rest of them or, um, you know, whatever it is, or like people are getting, you know, it just, it doesn't work out because there's like a, a, I don't know, a level differentiation between the abilities of the players. And that's something that, you know, depends. I mean, if you're playing super complex math rock, yeah, you got to have the rhythmic skills. You got to have the dexterity, you know, to be able to follow along with that stuff. Um, With something that is improvised, that's not necessary because you can have somebody who may not have exceptional skill on their instrument but they can just find a little lick to play over and over again or they find one note that you know even if it's just that one note that they're putting in that just brings something exceptional to a piece of art um it's a, it's a fascinating pro, you know approach to the process
0: yeah uh, there's two actually other quotes from him that 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 actually address this where um, his main tenet is that when you put some feelings into a music expression, that's liberation. And what he's talking about is, is how he would take these non-musical people, Cy and Lee, who are patients at this home, uh, and around in cars and hum tunes and get them like out and, and expressing something even though they didn't have the tools that people would consider to be jazz stuff. And he'd take these recordings and make all this work. You know, so th- this is this is an interpretation of people that he has a direct uh, involvement with in trying to make their their lives better, and then take it back to them, yeah. or involve them in these performances. But, but to that end, also, he says, years ago, I played a bit of sax in other people's gigs, and I realized I was waiting for someone to give me permission to do my own thing. I noticed that no one will ever give you permission to do your awesome shit because they don't know what it is. It's impossible for them to give you permission. Who gave me permission to talk to you like this? I gave myself fucking permission. And and that is is weirdly it, you know, you can look at that and be like, oh, what a dick. But yeah. I, I don't think but, so. I think no. I think that's I think that's so inclusive. Mm-hmm. And so because he's not saying that as like, stay away from me, stay away from my music. I'm making right. this so insular like a lot of jazz people do yeah. and and are like, you
2: know, you can you aren't a real musician he is like this is for everybody man exactly it's it's not a statement of ego and that's where the <laughs> dickishness of that type of comment yeah you hear that comment and it's hard not to be i mean you, if you read that without any other context it's just like oh yeah i don't know about this dude you know but then when you hear all the rest of the stuff that he's saying about connectedness about his love of people about all that you know it just it changes it and and i mean i you know i'd be interested to know what this guy's you know, spiritual background is anything like that. Just because you know, there, there's obviously some sort of understanding here of, um, you know, a belief system that's slightly different from what a lot of other musicians are bringing right now, and that's something that's really healing and um, and really refreshing and and just makes also for just a damn fine listen.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's it sounds like a rejection of of belief systems to me, uh, of just understanding that like that. Getting to the pure part of it, um you know, we all have as people, especially uh in like in America right now, politically. Uh, political discourse is, is a bad place uh, to be in um but we we all uh have these sort of positions that we assume that don't really amount to things because there's not really that many like the world operates on on a on a limited amount of principles and sure there's some complexity to it but it it's really not that complicated mm-hmm. we make it complicated because it benefits ourselves like you can complicate something into your own to make give yourself an own, your own career mm-hmm. um and uh and, and this is sort of saying you know i i think he's like no I, none of that we're getting back to the, the the thing that matters the one thing that
2: matters is i connected with you yeah and you know what that is um to me and it's interesting because i hadn't put this together until your the comment that you just made about rejecting belief systems which which yeah i think there is a certain element of that at the same time what it is is rejecting a lot of the surface level fabrication, you know, creations of belief systems and getting down into the core. You know, you talk about um, Aldous Huxley and his, you know, ideal of the idea of the perennial philosophy of the things that kind of unites all these different religions. And there's so much similarity. And of course, we all fight over the differences between ourselves and. Um, and instead of celebrating those things, you know, I just saw Kamasi Washington again the other night. Here's we're, we're going to continue our streak of never having a conversation that doesn't mention Harmony of Difference. <laughs> um, but you know, he talked about exactly that concept when he introduced the song Truth, and and it does actually relate because I, I will say that this album is doing very similar things for me um, to what Harmony of Difference has done for me the last number of years. You know, there's just there's something healing about it. There's something magical about it, and, and it has to do with a celebration of connectedness and community. Um, and it's interesting because. I I say this is a total introvert, you know, even borderline, if not slightly across that border, you know, hermit or recluse, you know, um, but there is something to be celebrated, um, in all of that. And he's doing a really good job of bringing it together. And, and it's,
0: I think what's resonating
2: with you is, is a lot about hope, right? Yeah. And that's a hard thing to find right now. Um, you know to be completely honest going back to the beginning of this conversation you know we started out this episode you're asking me how i'm doing and i said i'm doing great you know and that's uh, i'll be honest that's not true um, i <laughs> right. told a lie at that point you know i'm dealing with some stuff on personal levels there's a lot of scary stuff happening in the world you know we don't need to recap that i think listeners are probably aware that there's some complicated things happening um, and it's interesting because not long ago hope was the key word for you know political campaign that um, you know didn't of course necessarily fulfill what people were hoping from it but it's just interesting to see how that word again it was a very short time period ago that it was um used as a one-word slogan um and finding hope can be a complicated thing right now you know you kind of wonder like am i naive for this um you know uh, is it pure optimism is it you know a a lack of you know information or something like that that leads to hope and yet at the same time when you find somebody like him who's obviously so intelligent who obviously is not um you know he's he's not a monk who's hanging out under a tree (laughs) not talking to anybody and then popping up and saying hey we're all going to be great like you know this is somebody who's out and interacting and and, and still able to see and find this um with people and you know so the, the track i hope that closes the album here um, You know, it's interesting in, in, in a lot of ways. It's a little more upbeat than some of the other um, tracks. You know, not that this is a, it's not a depressing album. I don't mean upbeat in that way, but um, it's a little more rhythmically upbeat. Um, and uh, yeah, it just, there is a sense of hope in it. He's somebody who can turn these concepts into something that the sounds he's creating really actually, um, you know, reflect what he's trying to communicate.
0: Almost, almost, big band. Yeah, you know, you, it's it's the back of the the ballroom, and and it's winding down. There's like one couple still out mm-hmm. there dancing because um, they're either really in love or really drunk, and uh, or, or possibly maybe both, both, both. Kevin, let's or, yeah. or maybe, or maybe let's both. take a
2: hopeful approach to this. That, yeah. they're going to be great.
1: Yeah,
0: and it 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 gives you a framework, uh, and this is what I love when music does this. It gives you a framework because of the title to just think about what that title means and then meditate on. I mean, which is we just don't we've got of the practice of using uh using music in that way. And I guess, you know, if your song was called Baby Got Back, that's that's why. <laughs> Although that's fine. That's a good meditation. Is there a
2: new Bieber tune this year?
0: Yeah, no no, <laughs> we don't talk about Bieber on this. Um but uh but but yeah, it it, it is uh it, it is what makes just that quality makes this album magical and this guy, somebody that I, he's already like, Elevated here, but I think he's going to be a
2: powerhouse in the coming years. Yeah, we got a lot to look forward to, Um, and and, you know, not just from him, but you know, we talked a lot about international anthem recently. We're kind of of talking about everything they do because it's so damn good. Um, But the other kind of little shout out that I want to give just quickly is to Total Refreshment Center, um, which is this you know creative space in London that he's um, been working out of and. there's ties with um, ill considered, um, you know, one of my favorite UK jazz groups. Um, you know, whole bunch of other uh, amazing artists coming out of that space, and so, you know, just one of those things. If you see the name Total Refreshment Center attached to a piece of work of some form, like it's going to be worth checking out. Um, if you see International Anthem attached to it, it's going to be worth checking out. You know, these are people who are just making really, really amazing art right now. Yeah, yeah, they are, and um, and this is when you should check it. I think this sums it up. We don't usually
0: read uh, directly from a press release on this, but I think this is this is actually appropriate, and this is what um, this is what you need to take away from this album. It says this is activism expressed through gorgeous music that breaks down barriers by encouraging that most powerful emotion, connectedness. That's it, man. That's that. That's what it's all about. Uh, thanks for hanging out, Wes. We're going to take a quick break and uh, come back in a few. Going to play you some uh, Joe West. Bester Deplume's To Cyan Lee Instrumentals Volume 1. That is a remarkable album. I hope uh, that that little taste got you excited about that. And if you dig it, then uh, go out and get it wherever you buy your records because you are going to love The Real Thing. It's also out there streaming, but but pick it up. Support Mr. Deplume. Support International Anthem Records. That's the right thing to do. Right now, I want to talk to you about Joe Westerland. Uh, that name should sound familiar to you, but just in case it doesn't let me fill you in a little bit here, Joe is a part of the whole North Carolina scene. Uh, that scene spawned the likes of Phil Cook, Silvanesso, Bonnie and, Vare, and just a whole lot more. It is thriving down there. and uh, but in fact, most people know Joe from his work with Phil and his brother Brad in the band Megaphone. Uh, they were uh, they were a super rad band. I hope they're coming back. But man, uh, that last album they did is, is just in regular rotation. At any rate, uh, he has collaborated with the likes of Daughter of Swords, Justin Vernon, Mandolin Orange, and uh, been part of the bands California and Gangs, amongst other things. He's he's basically everywhere. He has been busy, uh, but not too busy to record his own music. Previously, he's put out stuff under the name Grandma Sparrow, but recently it's under his own name, and that started with 2016's uh, Mojave Interlude. It was an EP. Uh, right now, he has a new album out, Reverie in the Rift, that sort of furthers that exploration into a kind of jazz folk, uh, and and I want you to dig it. So to achieve that goal, we're going to play you a track here. So right now, what I want you to do is set your vibe to chill. And check out the track At Tory Air from Joe Westerland's new album, Reverie in the Rift. Tori Air from Joe Westerland's Reverie in the Rift. It is out now. You can get it on Bandcamp. You can go to uh, Psychic Hotline. That's the uh, label that it's on to pick up a nice vinyl mine. should be on the way uh, from the good folks at Ambient Inks up there in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Uh, It's just a – this is is a remarkable little album, and this is a lot of what we're seeing this year is people putting out stuff that is less uh, geared towards the – what the marketplace is demanding and more geared towards uh, what their their hearts and souls are demanding, and this is one of those albums that's fantastic and uh and hopefully you dug it get out there and support him hopefully he takes this on the road that would be uh maybe with uh, Rosnell and Sanborn just an idea. <laughs> That is it for this episode of Discologist. We are out of here. If you like what you heard, do the thing. Share it with your friends. Uh, Follow us on all the socials. That's at Chunky Glasses up there. Uh, Listen to us wherever you can. Coming up in the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about Morphine's The Night. It has a little anniversary coming up. That was their final album. We're going to be talking... Uh, I think about irreversible entanglements. Some more jazz with uh, Wes, who you just heard here. Going to be talking about circles around the sun. Remarkable new album. This was the last uh, work that Neil Casal, who sadly left us last year, uh, worked on, and um, and the results are uh, they're fantastic. That is a spoiler, but uh, that is coming out mid-March, so uh, get ready for that. Uh, So that is it. Stay safe out there, kids, and uh, we'll be back in a few short days. Until then, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. Talk to you soon.
1: you <laughs> no <Kenobi. laughs>